start with your workflow and your systems, because that's what's going to give you the most balance in your in your business. Uh, if you have things where you have a system that requires you to be hands on all the time, uh, you can't be hands on all the time. Eventually, if you're going at 110 percent all the time, you're going to burn out. Welcome to the Prosperity Perspective by DML, a conversation about how successful business owners invest their hard-earned money to preserve their wealth and what they might have done differently in hindsight. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. Today, we're joined by Sean Atkinson, uh, incredible journey through uh, the corporate world of uh, media and advertising, um, uh, has now transitioned into owning his own business and uh, uh, excited to hear uh, what Sean has to share with us today. So without further ado, Sean, do you want to introduce yourself to the audience? Absolutely. Uh, my name is Sean Atkinson. I am the owner of Majority Media, and uh, I help small to mid-sized businesses establish themselves and create a foundation that allows them to be able to create longevity and sustainability. Uh what I've done is I basically take the information that I've gathered over the past 25 to 30 years and uh, put systems and methods in place that allow me to be able to make suggestions and strategies that I can customize to individual businesses and uh, help them meet their goals. Awesome. So as we jump into this, right, the big question that we always ask is, you know, once you got to that point of profitability, uh, didn't have to worry about food on the table, roof over the head and the corporate structure, right? Didn't have to worry about covering operational overhead or expenses on the business front. You got money coming in. What did you do with it, right? And so we'd love to understand from your perspective, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you've got kind of two different avenues where you've explored this over the years, uh, kind of what you've done, what's worked and, uh, you know, what you would recommend to the audience. Sure. Uh, Well, one of the first things that I would say is uh, you have to be able to define success for yourself. Uh, I think a lot of people will chase profitability, but that doesn't always equal success. Uh, Success is based on what are your goals? What are your personal goals? What drives you? What's your why? Versus profitability is something that can come and go. So uh, there are going to be good quarters, bad quarters. But if you know how to be successful, um, you know how to be able to to manage things over time. So uh, when it comes to profitability, one of the things that I look at is um, now that you've made your money, how can you make sure that you can hold on to that? And how can you make investments that are going to give you the best return for uh, for your efforts and your time? So uh, I tend to look at it. as far as investing, um, you want to invest internally and you want to invest externally. So internally, you're going to look at things like uh, your systems and your workflows. You're going to look at support services. And the one that I, I, I put the biggest emphasis on is if you have a staff, uh, investing in your staff. Because when you invest in the people that are helping you get to your goals and your passions, their goals become your goals and your goals become their goals. And when they have that feeling of, well, I'm part of something special, they tend to be the first one in and last one to leave. And that allows you to be able to get out of work a little bit early and get to your life because you're maintaining more of a work-life balance. Uh, When it comes to externally, I I put an emphasis on uh, reputation management. Um, I would say uh, the user experience, the target audience and existing customers. And then when you really get that part down, then you can start looking at doing local events and things like that. Um, All of these things, when you can put them all together, uh, are investments that you can make into your business that will constantly be able to give you 
revenue streams that are giving back to you. So as we talk about, um, and the examples you gave sound like largely for people who are running or influential in running their business. Mm. Um, in that space, uh, how do you determine, right? You listed a lot of things. One, where to start, right? And then mm-hmm. uh, how to make strategic decisions about you know where to place first, right? Brand management versus... Uh, sustainability, right? Um, you know, versus awareness, right? Um, mm-hmm. uh, all of those components, one, right? And then two, how do you balance that with your personal life, right? In terms of uh, stocking away money to make sure that, you know, you're able to achieve whatever success looks like in your personal life. And, you know, what do you put back in the business versus what do you take for yourself? That's a great question. Uh, I would say when we're talking about small to mid-sized businesses, start with your workflow and your systems, because that's what's going to give you the most balance in your in your business. Uh, if you have things where you have a system that requires you to be hands-on all the time, uh, you can't be hands-on all the time. Eventually, if you're going at 110% all the time, you're going to burn out. So by adding in systems and workflows that allow you to be able to automate certain parts of the process, it frees you up to be able to kind of pull back and then look at the bigger picture. And then that's where you can start to tackle some of the other things that I that I listed out. Um, I, I think it's important to be able to evaluate not just your uh, your current workflows, but it's good to be able to uh, to look at what you're doing and get that customer feedback. So as much as you're looking at it as something internal, um, you can gather the feedback from your audience and your audience is going to let you know what they think is working and what's not working. And then that's where you can address some of it. So you can streamline things in a way that allow you to be able to uh, to work on things and, and make progress and see things in phases as opposed to just trying to take on everything at once. I'm a big component of working in phases. How do you reconcile those phases that you set up for the business versus mm-hmm. the personal, right? Because you've probably got phases in both. Which one, yes. Trump? Uh, personal is going to be one of the first ones that you want to think of, because if your personal life falls apart, you may lean into work, but you're not going to be great at work. You need to be able to have uh, something in place that allows you to be able to unplug because without being able to unplug and know that you have that balance on that end, it's really hard for you to be at your best when you go into work. Uh, people can tell when you're miserable. People can tell uh, when you're not confident and you don't feel good about what you're doing and they don't want to work from you and they definitely don't want to buy from you. So uh, if we're ever going to prioritize it, I would say make sure that you have that part set. And then you can start to focus on what you do when you when you step away from your home and you step into your your actual business life. What does that baseline look like for you and how did you get to the point of establishing right what that personal side looks like? Right. Because uh, clearly you've got something that's set up for, you know, hey, here are the here are the guardrails on the personal side. Right. And here's the success. Mm -hmm. Right. And you're talking about maintaining, you know, minimum standards on the, the personal side. Right. There's probably some stretch there somewhere. Right. Uh, How did you identify and set that up? Uh, It's it's finding good people around you. Um, It's it's always about your your environment. And uh, one of the things that I've learned is I don't need to be the smartest one in the room. Um, I don't need to invent things. Uh, There are things that are already in place that I just need to be able to learn from. So mentors are a great way to be able to find a balance because they've already accomplished it. So you want to look at things where 
people have um, already accomplished it and you can mimic some of those things. So you're following their footprints in the sand or the snow or however you want to be able to use the reference. But um, you don't have to create something that's already out there. You just have to find what is already working and figure out ways to be able to customize it to what you're doing. So uh, in all honesty, I know um, from advertising and, and anyone that may know enough about it, um, it is not a relationship uh, business. It is one of those things where if you are in advertising, uh, especially from the times that I was in it, um, from magazine into the dot-com era, into uh, this whole digital era, it is very hard to maintain a relationship. So you have to know how to be able to establish where you can unplug and you have to set those guardrails to be able to say, okay, well, in order for me to be able to be at my best, I need to be able to figure out how to be able to have balance. And for me, that was finding ways to, uh, to be able to be at both sides. So that came from working from home. I uh, had the benefit of finding companies where I wore enough hats where I didn't necessarily need to be in the office all the time. Uh, one of the things that I excelled at was working with customers, and that meant sometimes being on site. That meant having conversations off, uh, off, and, and off hours. So a lot of what I did was about gathering information, making sure that the relationships were solid, and. By doing so, uh, it wasn't always about the corporate life. It was about understanding the personal life. And when you can understand what someone's going through, you can have a much better relationship with them in business. Uh, if I know someone's struggling with something, if they've got things going on in their personal life, it could be two months, three months down the line. And I still remember to circle back on that. And that's where you can actually have those relationships where someone goes, wow, like I told that to five other people and nobody remembered to ask but you. Um, that gives you the leeway. Um, to be able to take that time away. So if you say, okay, well, yeah, I, you know, I'm going to be out of the office uh, for a week. Uh, I have to take vacation. You have that relationship with them because you know their side of things and they know your side of things to the point where you can say, yeah, I just, it's been a lot going on. So I'm going to take some time off, but you have that trust that you've already established so that they know if you take that time away, things aren't going to fall apart. That makes sense. Um, and it's almost twofold, right? You've got to establish mm -hmm. what the boundaries are in your personal life, but also make sure the business is set up to allow you to uh, achieve that. Um, as you've been going through this growth phase in your business, right? Mm -hmm. what, are, what are some of the challenges that you faced and where are some of the guardrails that you know, you've put in place to allow you to have that balance that you're looking for? Another great question. Uh, you don't know what you don't know until you get into it. So one of the first things that you want to be able to look at is identifying the, 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 the weak spots. You want to figure out where you can, where you excel at. And those things, you just want to make sure that you have your systems in place that where, uh, where you can cover what you need to be able to cover. But uh, those holes in your system and those holes in your workflow, if you can address those, again, that puts you back in a position where you can make strides and you can have a consistency because consistency in business is going to be where you, uh, where you really get your longevity from. So what I look at and where I've worked on is having systems in place. So uh, again, I keep circling back to that because it's really, really important when you're looking at what you're doing internally. If you're a solopreneur, if you don't have a system in place, you're working 24 seven, you're going to burn out. You're not going to be able to maintain what you need to be able to do. If you have a few employees, you need to be able to figure out ways to put people in positions to succeed. Um, one of the things that I look at when it comes to staffing is there are people that hire and they hire people for specific roles 
and they only teach them how to be able to manage that one role. Um, so when comes time for them to be able to work on something else, they only know how to do that one thing. If, if you put them in a position to succeed and you know more about that person and you know, well, you excel at this. So when it comes time for me to expand, I need to find ways for you to be able to stay in your sweet spot. And if I need to bring somebody else in to be able to have them work on this other part, then I want to do that because I don't want to put you in a position that's going to break your confidence. And then it brings you down and it makes me have to come back and work more because now I need to be on top of everything and making sure that everything is properly set up and, and running smoothly. So um, the balance kind of comes in with knowing your business and knowing who you have helping you with your business, as opposed to just delegating things and hoping for the best. As you look back and, uh, you know, a lot of uh, business owners that, uh, you know, are listening, what you talked about systems, right? You talked mm -hmm. about process. What's the first step in identifying, right? Uh, obviously, if you're working all the time, that's probably a clue. Uh, how do you how do you build that process? Where do you start? How do you put systems? How do you automate? Like, uh, where do you go to figure out how to get that done? Uh, there are people that, uh, well, I'll start with there are gurus, there are mentors, and there are people that are actually helpful. Um, I like to separate those because the gurus will give you all the answers, but they don't tell you the nuances. Uh, there are mentors that sometimes uh, can be really, really great because they can tell you what their experiences are, but you don't necessarily find ways to be able to uh, apply to yourself. Um, so one of the things that I like to look at is someone that can actually help you look at your situation and say, OK, here's what I know. Here's how you can apply it to your business. And that's part of what I do with uh, with my business. I have business model evaluation. So when I work with people, I work with them from the start. And then if it's an existing business, I do business assessment. So uh, with that, what I, get, what I like to do is I like to look at, you know, again, what are your goals? What do you consider success? Um, you want to build something around that. Um, when you're an existing business, it's, okay, well, what are you doing? What's working and what's not working? What do you think's working that actually isn't working as well as you think it is? And that's one of the reasons why you're spending as much time as you are at work, as opposed to having the balance that you're supposed to have. So it's really taking a look at, okay, what are my goals and what can I like, what can I accomplish now? And what is, what am I going to be able to do in the long term? So when you're looking at phases, um, this is why I like to be able to break things down into phases, have short-term goals and have long-term goals. Your short-term goals are going to be the wins that you can have where you build up momentum. The long-term goals are going to be things that you want to accomplish in general, but you can add phases into, okay, well, I'm not going to be able to do this all in one sitting. I need to be able to figure out what can I actually accomplish realistically and be able to get this done. And once I get this done, it allows me to be able to look at this next thing and then this next thing. So when you're building things out and you're trying to think through the process, think through in phases, what's, what's the first step? If I can accomplish this, this is going to open me up to be able to do this. And then I'll be able to take a look at this. I think one of the things that small business owners and mid-sized business owners run into is they try to take on too much. And it's one of the things of looking at the, the saying of jack of all trades and master of none. Uh, if you try to take on too many different things, you can't be great at everything. You need to find the things that are going to allow you to be successful on one level. And then you can start to look to expand from there. 
So as you're building out the business, right, mm-hmm. and you're focusing on the process, um, you're getting to the point where you're having success. The framework that we were talking about, right, in terms of going back to, you know, where do you put the money? Um, what the thought process is in terms of where you put the money to sustain the longevity how do you break that down in terms of how you think about that, right? Do you have some sort of formula in terms of, you know, X percent goes to personal, X percent goes to the business. Once it's in the business, then you're dividing it up into the phases. Kind of how do you think about, you know, where to put those dollars to achieve that, you know, long-term success and, you know, sustainability in the future? Solid question. And one that I feel like more people should ask. Uh, There is a 33, 33, 34 principle. 33% uh, goes to your business, 33% you can pretty much put aside for sales tax or or things that you know that you're going to have to pay out at the end of the year, and then 34% goes into profit. So uh, when you start looking at it from that perspective, then you can kind of figure out what you have to work with, and then you start to prioritize it from there. So if you're looking at 34% for profit, that's money that you're just putting to the side. Um, that's for you. That's for you to figure out how you're going to pay for your vacations and anything else that you want to be able to do for yourself. That 33% that goes into your overhead. Now you're saying, okay, I know I have this other 33% to the side, but I need to figure out how much can I actually accomplish with this piece of the, the money that I'm bringing in. And then it's saying, okay, well, if, if I know that I have, let's say you're turning around and uh, if we're saying small business, maybe it's anywhere between five to 50,000, let's keep it in, in that kind of framework. Um, you want to look at how much am I bringing in through organic leads and things like that? How much do I put into paid advertisement? How much am I putting into reputation management? That's when you start to be able to look at how much am I putting out and what am I getting back in return? So whatever is giving you the biggest return okay, that's great. Where are you spending money and you're not necessarily getting the return? Because if you see that you're putting money in and it's like having a cup with no with no bottom, if you're just pouring it in and it just keeps coming out through the bottom, then that's not going to be the best thing for you. You need to reevaluate that and you need to figure out ways to uh, either just remove yourself from that situation altogether or smarter ways to be able to work with it. Uh, it could just be the method that you're going with. So uh, when it's a new business, I have a five, four, three method. And it's walking through what their brand journey is, what the customer journey is, and it's taking a look at the two and figuring out where you can fit yourself into that actual process. Because when we talk about a customer journey, there's the no like trust. It's where they get to know you, where they decide that they like you, and then they decide that they trust you enough to be able to spend money with you. If you're a business and you don't necessarily have the business reputation to be able to stand up then you're working with them earlier in the process because you really need to be able to gain that trust in order to be able to say, you're going to work with me or you're going to buy from me because we built a relationship as opposed to when you're competing with a business that's larger, they're basing more of what they've done on their history. So it's, it's a little bit different. If you don't have, if you don't have the history, then you're basing it on character. And that's where your brand journey and your brand story comes in. There are people that will buy from you based on your why, based on what got you into business, why you're so passionate about what you do, your mission statement, things like that. Um, if you don't have the history to be able to say, well, I've I've been doing this for five years, 10 years, if I've, you know, I've, I've, I'm established. So you can base it on my history, my feedback, the testimonials, reviews and things like that. Um, when you don't have that, you have to lean on to your character. 
But if you do have it and you've been in business for a while, then their approach is a little bit different. I lean more into nostalgia marketing. Um, the journey that you've gone through with those people um, and you've already identified your target audience, um, you can look at how they've evolved and how you've evolved with them, what part you played in it. And that's where you can start to look at things where you can show, okay, well, we've, we've grown together. We've been together. That's where you can have that audience. And you can say, you know, we really have, like, I remember being in my twenties and uh, I've got my first car with you. So there are people that buy a car and they're like, you know what? I never need to look at another, uh, another model. Oh, well, not another model. I never need to look at another, uh, another company. Like uh, I have a, a Buick. Uh, I remember I'm a tall guy. I'm like six, nine. So when I was looking at cars, uh, I had to find things that I could fit in. So that automatically canceled out some cars. I got into one car and my knees were all the way up to here. And I was like, yeah, as much as I wanted that car, that's just not going to work. And then I had to think about gas and all the rest of that. So now um, I've got my car and I know um, I, I love it. And they may come out with new models. I will stick with the Buick because it fits me. And when they come out with new things, I have the experience for them to say, well, you know what? We helped you get your first car. We should be the guy to help you get your next car. We understand you. That's nostalgia marketing. That's growing where you have that established relationship versus uh, if you're a new business, um, you really need to lean into your character. You need to lean into uh, how, uh, well, not necessarily how, what is it about you that makes you different than the people that they could potentially go to that are existing businesses? And that's when you lead into the differentiators. You look into, well, they're great, they're large, but here's the things that they're missing. And when you do that kind of research, that's where you can separate the two. Makes sense. Um, most people who say they're tall guys are like six one, six two. Uh, a little different uh, when you're actually towering over all those people too. Um, it makes sense that you need something that that fits quite literally mm. uh, for you, right? And uh, being able to find that. Uh, as we're wrapping up here, Sean, two things, mm -hmm. right? One, what's the most exciting thing you're working on today? Uh, and then two, you know, what's the best way for the audience to be able to connect back uh, with you? Uh, great. Um, I am working on group coaching sessions for business model evaluations. Uh, one of the things that I realized was in speaking with a lot of web designers and brand uh, branding people where they're putting together the logos and marketing materials and things is that they struggle with clients that don't have the answers. And it just makes the projects harder and it makes them drive the prices up. So uh, where I was, I, I do web design and I help people get their branding and stuff together. What I realize is I want to be able to help people earlier in the process, because if they can figure out what they need, then when they go to these people, they can have uh, everything that they need and they don't get basically the PETA tax uh, where, you know, someone's charging you more because they realize, oh, this is going to be a pain. So um Putting together business model evaluations is something that I'm looking at. And then I'm also uh, leaning more into the brand assessment. So people that uh, have been in business, but now they're running into a point of, okay, well, I, you know, I didn't know it was going to take off. Um, I, I kind of did what I needed to do, but now I realize it's time for me to take a look, hit the pause button and make sure that the business is going in a proper direction and I have a plan. So uh, the group set, group coaching sessions are going to roll out, of course. And then I'm actually working on doing a, uh, a podcast. So for strategic thinkers, I, um, I'm a chess player. I, I love looking at the process. I love uh, understanding all the nuances of it, because if you can do that, then you can always figure out how to customize things for not just for yourself, but everyone else.
That's awesome. And what's the best way for the audience to connect back with you? Absolutely. Um, for those that are just uh, interested in, in trying to gather information, uh, I would say you can reach out through uh, the Entrepreneur's Newsletter. Uh, I pull together questions and, and curate uh, articles. So then this way, um, I'm gathering information for people that they can take and apply to their own business. And you can find that at majoritymedia.news. And then if you're looking for me uh, as a business or you want to hire me, then I would say one of the best places to look would be majority.media. And that's going to be the website. And then if you're looking for me online, it's Sean M. Atkinson on Twitter and LinkedIn or majority underscore media on uh, Instagram. Awesome. Appreciate you joining us today, Sean. Thanks for the insights and uh, look forward to staying in touch. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. And I appreciate your time. Thank you for joining us today on The Prosperity Perspective. If you'd like to subscribe to our podcast, please head over to theprosperityperspective.com where you can hear from other successful business owners on their approach to investments. On our website, you'll be able to learn more about how DML Capital currently helps other business owners, like yourself, diversify their investments and grow their wealth. Take our short quiz to see if you're ready to take the next steps toward your financial success. 